0: Hey, you. I heard you shining, but I got that gold membership. I rose from the bush like Valentine's petals from an unstable family of alkaline metals. Hitting prime time like Channel 5 specials, and I never handle rocks like Palestine rebels with pebbles. The antics and antiquities, and Mr. Steve's always got a trick up my sleeve. Miss, please. Ancient magic of witchcraft. Skip class, and I barely just passed. A young grasshopper that's trying to switch pads. She trying to get bent like light when it hits glass. Bonks Smoke got me blazed as hell Burning weight like them 47 J's I scale. You can tell by the amazing smell And my eyes stay tight like I'm Thank Asian you, wow. My man Dirty had the Buddha Just to put me in the right mind. You, Yeah.
1: You like me I'm so mm. uh. you, Hip-hop will never die As long as you got real shows like this Holding us down yeah. What up, yep. Dormy,
2: Dormy, 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 Dormy,
0: Dormy. I came out of my house, you know, and I saw two guys fighting, so I figured it was nothing, I just went right in the house and then I heard two shots and I ran out and I saw everyone around, so I just saw the kid dead.
1: It sounds like the description of a crime on a street corner somewhere, but the fatal shooting late today was in a schoolyard, John Jay High School in Brooklyn. A 17-year-old boy, identified as a student by police, took two shots in the chest in the schoolyard after he got into an argument with a man police think was a former student. The student who was shot had allegedly pulled an ice pick on his attacker.
0: I know some people carry like knives for protection, you know, from other students, from the 12th graders, 11th, maybe from your own grade too.
3: Up, it's your boy Kid Cudi, my boy Peter Oasis, Peter Oasis, Peter, Oasis. Peter Oasis. Hey, yo, New York
0: City, man, it's Rory, man. W-N-Y-U, now where are we with Peter Oasis and Dominic. X. A-
2: much love to you, much love. Yes,
0: yes, 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 yes. Yo, much love. Yo, I could've sworn that this week, I saw the young homie Rory on a late night talk show which is crazy because Rory was up here with uh, Dharmic and I a while ago and there he is so here's what we have lined up for tonight we got a rap show what happened up here is that I always told Dharmic I told Dharmic yo I don't want many rappers here on the show not cause I don't like rap But because, you know, our time up here in WNYU, I wanted to highlight and showcase the greatest young minds in the uh, music and media world. And for the past year and a half, we've accomplished that. We've had some great people up here. Some really great people. If you don't know, my name is Peter Oasis. Uh, This is NW3 Radio. Dharmic is outside right now. And he's bringing our guest in, believe it or not. Uh, if you don't know, this is 89.1... That's the name of the station. I'm going to play some instrumentals to get ready for the guest. But I need to know that you're listening. You could call us up, 212-998-1818. Again, that's 212-998-1818. We're definitely going to open the phones tonight. I'm so excited for tonight's guest because I've been chasing him and chasing him to get him into the studio. And uh, it's hard to get him down here because he's touring the world. He's very, very busy. All right. Now, I need you to do me a favor in New York. I need everybody to just calm down for a second. I need you to know that Dharmic and I are not no longer going to be on this network. We are out of here. We have one final show next week. Best believe we are going to bring the heat. We're going to have some past guests come through. We're going to have friends of the show. People who've worked on the show and made the show what it is. And that's, that's next week. All right. So, but for now... I am going to play more instrumentals. I was so excited today that I didn't put any music together. I was excited because, you know, we, we got a cool guest. And I was telling Dharmic that I'm not really feeling anything that came out this week. Although, I lied because I'm really feeling the new Mac Miller project. And and that's someone that, that I personally... I couldn't stand in the beginning. I thought he was kind of whack. But now I have become a fan of Mac Miller. So that's what I'm listening to. And who just walked in? So we're going to have to rearrange. Because right now I'm in Dharmic's chair. And the homie is going to have to sit. All right Dharmic let's make it comfortable for our guest. Yo P you got that's You're in the you're in the original P seat. That's my, my seat.
3: All right.
0: So Dharmic had just walked our guest in. Darmic, how you want to do this, man? We gotta switch over. I I need our guest to just do a, a quick, 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 quick mic check. Uh,
3: check one, two.
0: Yo, Darmic, we th- that mic is mad nervous. Yo, okay, alright, mad sus. One, yo, okay. two, one, two. Prodigy, you could get you could get in that corner seat. Alright, so what what's happening now? Prodigy's shuffling and he's taking the seat where I would usually sit because of a very, very, very suspect. Mike. okay to my left I would like to introduce first the one and only Dharmic X a, uh, an Indian man who, who does good things thank you what's up man oh. this is
2: weird to be no that's not true I've sat here before
0: <laughs> it's yeah, not a big deal you know what it's just that you know it didn't work out were you able to get ice Oh, is an actual ice? Yeah. Um, I can work on getting that. Okay, we may have to send someone to get ice. Now, I would like to introduce there someone. No ice. All right, good. That's a good. <laughs> All right, darn go, go, go. That makes it even easier. Aye, right. Prodigy. What up, kid? I know this is you've been doing radio probably since you were a kid. Yeah. Is it, is it old to you yet?
3: Nah, it never gets old.
0: Nah, you enjoy talking to people. Enjoy it, dog. I, well, I was telling people, uh, usually we play music, but I figured, like, since you're coming, yeah. we're going to talk. Let's talk. And uh, I was telling the audience how I had to chase you down.
3: Oh, man, we was on the road. Crazy.
0: I, I know that it's been intense. I, yeah. I know that you were, you were in Africa for a bit.
3: Yeah, we just came back from China. In L.A. We was out in L.A. for a little week. China? Moving and shaking. Yeah. Good times? Yeah, man, we was in uh Beijing. Do
0: you eat the food out
3: there? Yeah, they have some good food out there. All right, go,
0: I'm, I'm, See, I'm glad you indulge in the local food because sometimes you hear rappers who go out on the road uh,
3: and they're like, no, nah, I don't eat that food. I eat at McDonald's. Nah, nah, come on. We in China. I want some real Chinese food. I went to the real spot by the Great Wall. How, how did they treat you out there? It was all love, man. You know, it was all love, man. Like the fans, you know, they really into the hip-hop music and the culture, like, you know, so... It was, the fans were just, you know, they were just so excited for us to be there, you know what I'm saying? And we just felt the same way.
0: Was that your first time in China? Probably not.
3: Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, China. Yeah, we've been, we've been uh, like Japan and different parts like that. But... It's not
0: that easy to get into China from America, you know, Peter. Get in how? As in like a long flight. Or I'm, as in like, they don't like Americans?
2: They don't like Americans. I mean, you know, China has been... And also, their access to American things and Western culture is, is limited. So, uh, you know, it took it took some time for people to get into even rap music, probably. I don't know.
3: China's thugged out, though. Like, they thugged out out there. They got that... that They're they very rude. You know what I mean? It reminds me of, like, the Caribbean. Or, like, you know, just, like, black... Black culture, period, is like, you know what I mean, we, we we rude. we very aggressive people, like, you know what I'm saying? And it reminds me of that a little bit out there, like.
0: So, in, in a way, did you feel, did you feel like, all right, this is this is a familiar vibe, or were you like, damn?
3: Nah, it's definitely a familiar vibe, man. It reminds me of being in New York. It's very intense, fast-paced. Everybody's out there hustling, you know what I mean? It's not a joke. Like, the one American dollar, U.S. dollar, is like 12 of their money I don't know what the money is called but it's 12 of their money so did you ball out? a little something you know what I mean a little something
0: uh, yeah I could imagine shopping there they got, a,
3: they got a lot of bootleg stuff out there
0: yes I know I've uh, I've been I've been to Hong Kong
3: Yeah.
0: alright so if you just joined us uh, thank you for listening 89.1 FM WMYU we have the one and only only and one a, a legend a living legend yes Night. A rap legend prodigy here. And Darmic is just preparing some, some lemonade <laughs> so we, we could just get, get nice and get comfortable.
3: Yeah, man. Yeah.
2: How did you guys meet? Or how did you guys get connected? How How did we meet? Yeah. It's
3: been a long time, man. Yeah. We've the, known each other for a long time. Like events, industry events. We know people that know people that... It's all like, you know, six degrees separation.
0: Yeah, you the New York rap scene is... is, is quite small yeah. quite small and then not only that Pete the the New York rap heads who were around then you know not not many people around who were who were ab- or who are able to stay relevant or just to work right there's been a lot of people who pretty much come and gone and rap you yeah. know not not because they failed at it but because they chose other directions in life or what have you
3: yeah I mean you know everybody's
0: I'm talking about both sides of the business, you know, from the business angle. From...
3: Everybody's work ethic is not the same, whether, whether you're on the artist side, the business side, or whatever, like, you know, your grind got to be there in order to stay around and stay relevant, you know? Your grind got to really be there. What, what
0: is it about you, you and Havoc, that, that you, you guys are just able to, to maintain for so long?
3: With us, is the love for what we do, for what we created, because I think, in my opinion, we created something special, and um, that wasn't there before, you know what I mean? And uh, we created a lane and a sound, you know, that didn't exist before. So I think that we know, we understand what we created and me and I were friends before the music, like, you know what I mean? We went to school together, high school together. is that that art and design from, yeah. from from what history tells us on design in manhattan so you know we went to school with all five boroughs we had brooklyn in there the bronx queens everybody was in there man Staten. so we made friends with a lot of people all over new york and that's where the name mob deep comes from actually you know what i mean that school helped out a lot because uh we had connections in the bronx you know in brooklyn illa g went to high school with us so you know, when, when we all hang out back in the days, before we even got on, we used to go out to the clubs. Had would bring his crew from Queensbridge. I would bring some of my dudes from, you know, Hempstead, Long Island. Our Brooklyn people would come, our Bronx people. Like, so we was deep. It was a lot of us. It was a whole mob of us, so.
0: so. So did you grow up in Hempstead?
3: Yeah, I was born and raised out there. I moved to Queens when I was about 12, like, 80, like 84, 85 or something like that.
0: Yeah, Yo, New York. Let let's not. And then this should always. This is. I think Long Island people really don't talk about the influence of of rap, the oh, history man. of rap that comes out of Long Island. It you gets know, slept
3: on. Dating back to you know Public Enemy, Rockem, EPMD. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a lot. It's a Prin- lot more than that.
0: Prince Paul, De La.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it's a lot, man. Um, a lot of people, you know, they try to. They try to shun Long Island like uh, it's Long Island, a bunch of houses, residential neighborhood. Yeah, come out there and you'll feel different. The part of Long Island I'm from is is, is uh is like right next to Queens. It's borderline with Queens, so it's like we was out there. Is, is that I mean? is
0: that like you know when you're young you go? Cause I, I grew up in in the part of Queens where you could easily go to like Valley Stream yeah. or to the Green Acres right, Mall. Right.
3: That's right there. That's the whole circle. Like that. Belmont Hempstead. Uh, Valley Stream Valley Stream Rosedale you know what I mean Laurelton
0: that connection Darmic. I'm explaining the con- that connection is so strong because yeah. you know you got you got first thing you got rappers that came up on the, on the Queens border from, from that side you got you know obviously uh, Tribe Called Quest you know people who came up in the Queens towns that pretty much border Long Island yeah so is that how you meet like Q-Tip and them cause, you know, cause,
3: cause of the proximity of where you
0: you're at and stuff well look
3: my whole family—my mother, my father, my grandparents—they all from South Jamaica, Queens, from the projects, South Jamaica projects. And um, well, my grandmother had a dance school business. She was like big, big time in that world. She she uh, was a uh, teacher for a lot of famous choreographers and stuff like that. And she had one of the biggest dance businesses in New York, black owned, besides Alvinelli. Uh, her name was Bernice Johnson. So when she she became successful out of her basement. Uh, her crib in uh in South Jamaica, Queens. And when she made her money, she bought a house in Hempstead, Long Island. So, you know, that's when my pops moved out there, and that's when I was born out there, you know what I mean? But um from there, you know, our, our whole family was from Queens already. We just, you know, my grandparents moved out there with their little bit of bread. So we was, it was already, I was already back and forth, you know what I mean? Because her business was in Queens, right on Jamaica Avenue, America Boulevard, so... It's so like I grew up on Jamaica Ave all my life and, you know, Hempstead and just the whole Queen, that whole Queens area, Jamaica. Like the Coliseum days? Yeah, that, that's, my, that's my part of town. That's my stomping grounds, like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, I made a lot of connections just growing up, you know, through my, my family's business over there. And just knowing people in the neighborhood, like everybody, like Eddie's Gold Caps in the Coliseum, like, you know. And different things like that that most people probably won't know about. Like, that's, that's like, our stomping ground. That's where we grew up. That's where I grew up, you know. And then when I met Hav in Manhattan, we went to school together. Then he brought me over with the Queensbridge for the second time because my mother used to work in Queensbridge in the 80s. So she used to bring me to work, and um, I used to go to day camp, day school, uh, and reach day camp right on the hill in Queensbridge. when I was, like, six probably. So, you know, I was already out there years ago and then i just i just so happened to me have and now i was back out in queensbridge and i seen a lot of people that i knew from day camp like you know what i mean so it was just always a crazy connection man between hempstead and and queens with me you know what i'm saying yeah
0: Yo, dur- during that time like what what young rappers do you come across i could imagine being in jamaica you maybe cross paths with like onyx and those cats
3: um, like, i used to see onyx sometimes um I think one of them was a barber at Gertz mall so i used to see him over there a few times i think but um the the ones i was really cool with was uh buffy from the fat boys he <clears throat> lived in rosedale <clears throat> and um i used to be in rosedale i had a lot of friends in rosedale and buffy had a brother named uh, blaze and me and blaze was real cool so you know that was a little little rap connection early on before i was even in hip-hop like i was hanging out with them and um Who else? I I oversee uh, Run DMC a lot on the Ave. You know, just seeing them growing up around. Going to the Shirt Kings in the Coliseum is a popular uh, place where they would airbrush, like, cartoon characters on shirts. It was called the Shirt Kings. So I used to hang out at the Shirt Kings booth all the time at Eddie's Gold Caps and all the places in the Coliseum. So I used to see, like, LL Cool J and Just Ice. Everybody used to come through and get their Shirt Kings shirts and take pictures, so... I've definitely seen all of them growing up, you know what I mean?
2: You know, Queens now is very uh, diverse. Uh, I love going, hitting the train out there, and you know, as you're entering the, from Manhattan to Queens, you see that it's, there's just people from all different parts of the world that are just on this train, you know, Hispanic yeah. people, Indian people, Chinese people, it's just, and it's, you don't really get that when, you, when you're when you going down to Brooklyn as much, you know, it's more, uh, with the gentrification, there's a lot of white people on the trains usually, you, you go uptown, it's it's pretty black. Um, Queens is, is a different ball game. Was it always like that, like, uh, back in the '90s, or is it something that's that's well, more recent?
3: Back in the '80s, when mm. I was coming up, when I was a little kid, going to house parties and stuff like that in Queens, it was mostly like uh, West Indian, mostly like West Indian. P,
0: let's let's not forget the Latinos, man. Yeah, yeah, Latino, Puerto Ricans too. and the Dominicans. That was more man. like that
3: was more like on the uh, over there, like uh, Northern Boulevard, like the Corona, yeah, Corona, Jackson Heights, Jackson Heights Elm, you know, East Elmhurst, and all that. But um, where I was at in Laurelton and Rosedale and Jamaica, it was heavy, heavy, heavy uh, West Indian culture. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Jamaicans, Guyanese, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, just heavy, you know what I mean? And um, yep. those are all the parties that we used to go to was all like, they played Jamaican music, you know what I'm saying? All night. Like, that was what it was. Like, some hip-hop, but it was mostly like, you know, West Indian culture out there. The food, everything. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, you, you'd hear Limb by Limb like, like 10 times at any party <laughs> yeah, you the went dollar, to. When like you the were dollar young, vans. Man.
3: The dollar van started right there on American Jamaica. You know what I mean? Like, that was a Queens thing. You know Wait, what okay, mean?
0: you got to pre. I'm sorry. You got to explain the darn what a dollar van is because you're, you're talking to a young cat from Boston. I don't even think they have dollar vans in Boston, man.
3: Probably not. The dollar van was a way, it was a business that. uh. I don't know if they was Jamaican I'm just saying West Indian they started over there in Queens Um, it was an alternative to taking the bus Mm. because the bus charged like 50 cent more or dollar more or whatever it was and you can get on the dollar van for a straight dollar but they packed the whole you know van up until it was full of people and then you know, they follow the bus route and they just drop people off. You just got to tell them, yo, let me out right here.
0: Little hustle. Little yeah, little they, hustle. they pick you up anywhere.
3: And at first, the police was on them. Police tried to shut them down. Mm-hmm. So they had to get their paperwork and they, you know, get it legal and everything. So now it's legal and they everywhere. They in Brooklyn and they... You know everywhere,
0: yeah. Darn, imagine a, a bunch of immigrants running a you know, uninsured uh, cab company on <laughs> yeah. the uh, route of the bus. Uh,
2: bus. Line. I mean, on a more national level, there's the, there was the fungal bus, right? The Chinese
0: bus, Chinatown yeah. buses, exactly similar to
3: that, yeah, similar but more more localized, smaller, smaller yeah. version, you smaller know I mean? operation.
0: Yeah, yeah and then, let me mind you guys out there in the audience the best thing about the dollar van is it would pick you up anywhere yeah, and it yeah. would drop you anywhere
3: yeah like, hell yeah
0: as, you know you all you have to do is kind of put your head out and like most of the time you don't even have to raise your hand if they see you waiting there they know the dollar they know fan, to get you
3: that's definitely that's definitely a thing i think it started like out there in the caribbean because they got that's what they got out there you go to jamaica they got the little vans that go by pick you up pick people up you know what i mean instead of the bus so i think that's where it came from and then he just brought it out here right. is that such
0: amazing stuff we have here in new york yeah, I I've never taken one. I'll be honest. Really? No, no. I don't. Know. I mean, I had a pass for the train, and I rode my bike
3: or not when I was a kid. So. Yeah, the, the 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 dollar van was heavy on Merrick Boulevard, and then it went to Brooklyn, like Utica, and all that, and Avenue. You could still fall pick rock it up. Too. The dollar yeah. van's in Fall Rock, right? Yeah, hell yeah. So that's like a staple. That's like a New York staple. The dollar van. You know what I mean? Dollar van. Yeah. Beef patties with cocoa bread. Oh, man. Jamaica Ave got the best beef patties right there on the block of the Coliseum. I know exactly what you're talking about. That I have partaken in, Tarmek. Mm-hmm. I'm
0: sure you have. Dharmic, when it beef, comes to food being a vegetarian Dharmic yes you don't get to enjoy the uh, beef patty with the cocoa bread you could have the cocoa bread you could have the vegetarian they got the veggie the seitan, patty seitan option <laughs> yeah word um, have
2: you had no I don't think I've, I've had I'm, um no I've had roti though you know you know about the, the roti if yeah, you're talking about Jamaican and roti. Guyanese for sure yeah. so I've had that I've had some good Guyanese food Richmond Hill
0: Yo, Prodigy, there's no conversation up here good. that doesn't end or or with food. Like we always like somehow break off into food conversations. I turn I
3: turn into a foodie, man. Alchemist got me on my food stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, he got me on it. Like taking me to different restaurants. Yo try this spot. Yo try this spot. He turned me into a food head. Like, I know the the best restaurants in the city. Like, what you want Korean barbecue, what you want anything, I'll take you there, like Italian, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> see, see, man, you, you'd be a tour guide yeah, You'd yeah. have your own Come like through. Brazilian, what you want?
0: So yo, let me see So Alchemist has a connection here to NYU I know that, that he graduated from here
3: yeah, my mom's graduated from here
0: Yeah, I know, you know Ice was telling me earlier yeah. Ice was like, yo, I don't know if you want to mention this I don't know <laughs> if he wants to talk about it yeah.
3: But you should bring up the fact that, uh, you know, P's mom I was like, I got you Yeah, she was pregnant with me and, Yeah
2: she was like grad school or undergrad.
3: I don't even know, man. But uh, yeah, she graduated from NYU, pregnant with me. All right, according
0: to Ice, and I'm going to uh, preface this: Ice is uh, part of the great team yeah. that, that that helps you know move Mob Deep around the globe, right? Yeah, you know, along with Marvis and, and and a bunch of other people, like amazing people who take this and we're gonna talk about this? this legacy group mm-hmm. that's so deep in the game and moves them from place to place but Ice you know Ice was like yo I don't know if you wanna mention that but yeah. according to Ice your mom graduated from Tish, which is the art school mm-hmm. here at NYU so that's what Ice says
3: ah yeah so would, would he know yeah he would definitely know cause we were just all together in Africa I heard about that yeah were you at Mandela's house yeah we went to Mandela's crib was chilling nice. with his grandson in we were actually at the house where you know that he left before he before he died. This was his space; he would be in every day. Mm-hmm. So I was in his library, looking at his books. His little office in his crib. This dude has some amazing books, like the dude Mandela. Man, was one of the greatest human beings mm-hmm. ever. Like you know, I, and uh, when, when I was locked up doing my little time, I did three years in New York State. When I was locked up, Mandela's autobiography, Long Walk to Freedom, it actually helped me get through my time, you know what I mean? Because I seen what he was going through. He served 27 years. Yeah. You know, um, my little bit is nothing compared to what he did, but it's still you in jail, you in prison. I was in prison, like for real, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And, and it's hard for anybody. So when I, I read his book as soon as I got in it, it was on the shelf. I seen it in the dorm. It was a big, thick book, maybe like 700 pages, crazy big. And I was like, you know what? Let me read this off top. I just started reading it and seeing what he went through in that, in that jail called Robben Island. It's a prison in, in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Seeing what he went through, it made my time easier. You know what I mean? Because I was like, oh, this is like the Hilton compared to what he was going through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whoa. And that man did 27 years and came home and became the president. Yeah. So it's like his story is amazing. Everybody should check his book out.
0: So so when you're in prison, do they treat you any differently because you're you're a celebrity?
3: I mean, you got some COs and then inmates that you know they're fans. <laughs> you know, they know who I am, so you know, they was you know looking out, of course, you know, little extra things here and there, and, uh yo, here's an extra piece of chicken or here's this, here's that. So I was getting a little some of that but it, You're for the like, most yeah, part I got the extra chicken. <laughs> for the most part, I, they just treat me like everybody, every other inmate, you know? What, what about saying? the
0: other inmates? Do they try to get in your ear and then-
3: you know, you got a lot of rappers, everybody trying to rap or everybody doing something, they trying to break into the industry. So, yeah, I definitely had a lot of that. But, um I mean do you do you share jewels with them
0: or are you like yo this is how it is or you just keep I mean, you just mind your own business and keep I was
3: it in move, there right? I was in there exactly how I am in the street I'm the, was the exact same person so if somebody came up to me and was talking I'll give him a little advice but I'm not gonna sit there and you know what I'm saying like you drop mad jewels on you I don't even know you dog like yeah. you know what I'm saying like First of all, I'm leery. Like I'm watching. Like, what you even talking to me for? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like,
0: but I could imagine that your your ideas and your experience are currency in, in some way. You know, Cause you got some. You got the life experiences that people never had. So. There
3: was definitely inmates that you know, we were in the same dorm, sp- spending years together. So it was like, you know, we got close, and I would talk to them, and they would talk to me, and we got cool. You know what I'm saying? like.
2: Yeah, I mean, are there any people from that time who you're still in, in touch with? Or is that kind of one of those things that you just want to stay away from that as far as possible? As much yeah, as possible? There's a couple.
3: There's a couple, like, you know what I mean? Good dudes mm-hmm. that I was in there with that um, we stayed in contact when I came home. You know what I mean? Man. And even COs. You know mm. what I'm saying? Even some of the COs came to a couple of the shows. I was wow. Like, yo, Officer So and So, what you doing here, yo? <laughs> it's like, I told you I was going to come to your show. <laughs> like, yo, that's crazy, yo. That's that's
2: weird that must be kind of weird.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's what it is. You know, everybody's just regular people. Yeah, okay. we're all human, Dharmic.
2: Yeah, yeah. I guess so. I, that makes you
0: really th- make, really realize that when you see somebody like that yeah, at man. your show.
3: Yeah, man. It was cool, man. Yeah,
0: if you just tuned in, this is 89.1 FM WMYU. My name is Peter Oasis. Sitting across from me is Dharmic X. And we have Prodigy, the one and only. If he you don't kn- no. If you don't know by the voice alone who Prodigy is, uh-huh. you shouldn't be listening to a rap show. You really shouldn't be. Not in New York City not definitely
3: don't, not in new. Don't be city. so harsh on them, man. <laughs> I mean, they just learning, like, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people that's just learning, like. Let that, them learn. Let the youngins learn.
2: That that's fair too. And and I guess that brings, you know, my experience, you know, I was uh 14 years old when when I started listening to hip hop and that was that would be 2006. Right. So, you know, um I got into Mobb Deep uh, probably a year year after that, or like yeah. around that time, See? so you know what is it like knowing that that there are people who sort of catch on late and and you 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 do these shows you you do shows all over the world, and there are people who obviously are getting familiar with your music more later on like after after three albums or like four albums into your careers when right. they first
3: started listening to you.
2: What is that sort of experience to seeing this perspective of all these different people
3: yeah, I mean, coming up in the game, I was real um I had tunnel vision, like I didn't care about nothing but Mob Deep. I had a real bad attitude, like I was young. I was a young gunner, like you know what I mean, gunning for my team. Mm-hmm. You know, everything was Mob Deep. I didn't care about nothing else, and you know I, I would be I would be real harsh on other rappers. I ain't like nothing. I'd be like, oh, these corny, that's corny, all this is corny. You know, mob is was hot, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That's how I was supposed to be. You yeah. know what I'm saying, coming up. But as I got older. You know what I mean? And, and uh, a couple of dudes I was locked up with even told me one day, we used to watch 106 in Park all the time. And I was like, oh, that's corny, man. Like, yo, P man. Chill. Give him a chance, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> give some other people a chance, too. Like, he trying like you. And it made me think, it made me look at myself different. Like, hold up. You mean, you're right. You know what I mean? Uh, sometimes you got to give people a chance, man. You know what I'm saying? I, got, I, I had to learn to stop being so hard on people. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. but it,
0: isn't a lot of that competition, you know, yeah, at, the, at the very, very, very bottom of it, it's like, yeah, we're all coming up together. We're, In a way, you're chasing the same piece of cheese.
3: Yeah, you right.
0: You know, whether it be show money, you know, there were certain crews, I guess, that, you know, guys like the Native Tongues and like, crews who, who rolled together and toured together. But like, yo, it was like the Wild West.
3: Yeah, I, like, it was different. It was different back then. It was way different. It was different in the 90s when we was coming up. It it's, was very different. Like
2: It's interesting that you guys both say that, that there was more competition back then, or it was more competitive back then, because the industry in some ways was was bigger than than it is now, like in terms of the money that an up-and-coming artist could make back then. You know, you could get signed to a deal and and the deal would be worth a lot more than it is now, you know? I feel like in certain aspects, the money that can be made for for an up-and-coming artist is less than it was back then, but it, but it's not as competitive as it, as it was back then.
3: I would say that it's definitely still competitive, you know what I mean? Um, as, as much as it was back then, I would say that it's definitely more money to be made now mm. in the game because it's, it, hip-hop grew so big. It's in so many different countries and markets, and uh, it just took over the world. Like, everything is hip-hop. Like, the president's kids and... You know, the, the the people that is in Congress, I'm sure they kids listen to hip hop. It wasn't like that in the 90s because it was still new and the world was still catching on. Yeah. Now you got the Internet. Everything is bigger. You got all kind of endorsement deals and all kind of side deals you could, that you can make from hip hop. Like it's way bigger now and the competition is still there, but it's just less violence. Mm. That's what is less of, you know, what I mean, because back in the days, in you know, in the nineties when we was coming up in the eighties, nineties, it was like it was a very violent place. You know what I mean? New York where hip hop come from, you know, it was a very violent place. Even Cali, even other parts of the world, like, you know, um the police. it wasn't so much as police as it is now. It's a police state now, mm-hmm. everywhere. Like mm-hmm. you know, so many cameras now, everywhere. There's so many undercover cops and The police force is much more massive now than it ever used to be. You know what I mean? And they clean up the streets so much more than what it used to be back in the day. So it's a safer environment now. Don't get me wrong. It still goes down. It still happens, but it's a much safer environment now than when we was coming up. You know what I mean? So I think uh, that—and that helps, too, because that helps, you know, the artists— you know, put your gun down, put whatever down. the And now they're thinking more business-minded. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're not thinking, all right, we're going to have to go to the club and beat somebody up tonight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're thinking, we're going to go to the club, and we're going to turn up, and we're going to make people see us on the camera, and we're going to have fun and a good time and make this money. It's more business-oriented. They can focus more on the money and the business now. You know what I mean? Before, we was a little sidetracked with all the drama. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I see the changes going on right now. It's a better environment for for creativity.
0: Yeah, we talk about that a lot up here, especially when guys come in. We just talk about how, you know, at, at a certain point, rap shows were just usually done in the club. You know, like you go to a club night, they bill a rapper or two, maybe two, maybe three, and you do like three or four songs. Like they... The idea of rap moving into legit concert halls, like you started seeing that, like 94, 95. Yeah. But in the early 90s, it was it was in a club. And a, a lot of times, rappers were just, they were, one, and I know from Mobb Deep, you guys had a rough reputation. Right. You guys were known, you know, whether you guys or, or your, your crowd, like you you knew like, if you go to a Mobb Deep show, it, it could get rough.
3: Yeah, definitely. And that, that was no secret. But look, we was talking about this too recently, man. The whole structure of a, of a nightclub is different now, mm. and um, you know Puff, P Diddy, Puff Daddy, was very instrumental in pushing the culture forward and changing the entire landscape of hip hop. Yes, when he came out with Biggie, they changed the entire landscape. They made it more about dressing nice, having a good time, making a lot of money, and you know the VIP section, mm-hmm. and, and you know behind the rope, and popping bottles. Yeah. Before that, there was no such thing as bottle service. Yeah. When we was coming up in the club, there was no such thing as bottle service. You want a drink? Go to the bar, get you a drink. You want a bottle? Go to the bar and buy you a bottle. There wasn't no VIP section. If you look at clubs like the Tunnel, there was it was just all floor. There's no VIP roped off VIP section. Everybody was all together. Now, you go in the club the floors, this narrow mm-hmm. and the entire club is VIP. You have to have a table in order to get in the club. Like you know I, just, what I mean? I'd you suck. have to buy, you have to have bottle service. That didn't exist before. Yeah, now, nowadays, you know I mean?
0: da- dancing skills are not needed as much as they yeah. were back
3: then. It's nope. all about who's in the VIP section, who got bottles, yep. you know what I'm saying? And everybody that's broke, we can see you. <laughs> 'Cause you write this or or, or it's like this on the Or floor. cheap. Or cheap. Yeah, or or cheap. I mean? Or yes. cheap. You're right. Or You're cheap.
0: cheap. I I fall into that category, Dharma. <laughs> well you I, don't you mean, cheap. You don't really uh I don't go out. Yes,
2: you don't go out. Not at all. I actually um Go out. Saw, saw Prodigy at uh, up and down. Uh mm-hmm. what was this like a month ago or something like that?
3: Yeah. Probably yeah. I was in
2: there. Yep, yep, yep. You still you you still you've evolved, I guess, with with the club scene as well. Yeah, I mean yeah. it is what it is.
3: is. <laughs> you living in today's world. That's what it is. The structure of the club, the construction of the club has changed. Mm. Like, they build the clubs just for the VIP sections and the tables and the bottle service. Yeah, to so get
2: more money out of that. They built as cash cows.
3: Right. You know what I'm saying? The whole construction of the club's changed. And P. Diddy did that. Yeah. So he changed the game.
0: Thank you, Puffy. <laughs> you I like how you, you call him Diddy. <laughs> what What does he go by now? I don't know. I forever will think of him as Puff. Puff, Diddy, Puff or whatever.
3: Puffy. But it's all good. Because I think in his mind, he saw it as, listen, man, we're going to get this money. We're going to make it a little safer environment. And I know that was in his mind. And and if he looked...
0: Well, that kind of backfired for him. Remember that Club New York thing?
3: Yeah, you know, things happen. You know what I'm saying? Things happen. But if you really do the history, Puff and Big changed the game. And then Jay-Z pushed it forward and kept it going, what they was doing. You know what I'm saying? Because before that, it was just all... Just go in the club, hang out, get you a little bottle at the bar, get you a few shots at the bar, hang out with your team. You know what I mean? Now it's all, you can't get in VIP. That's what it's all about.
0: I was out, um, me and my my boy uh, Paul Cantor, we were walking around in the meatpacking district a few weeks back, and we started talking to this this dude, Bill Spector. He's a club promoter. And we're in front of the club, and he's explaining to us how promoters get paid... By one, how many women they bring through the front door right and two more most importantly, they get a bonus for the quality of the women. so if, if you're bringing models through the door right you know and there's someone at the door with a pen and pad yep. and they're taking notes and right. they're they're judging the girls as they come in right and I was
3: like, this is they so next level They do that there's people that get paid. To per, bring you in per girl. Well, what, what happens if you bring a, a celebrity? Yeah, in? Celebrity models, girls. There's people that's that's a business for people. For some people that people don't even know about this business. Yeah. There's people that get paid to bring. You get paid per girl, who, and if you have got celebrity, you get paid even more. A
0: girl celebrity. The, Darn the it. bottles is it's free over, for you over. and
3: everything. Table free for you. Bottles free long as you bring in these girls in, you're going to get chipped off.
0: How would that work for you? Are, are like promoters just like, yo, P, you got to come out tonight. You got to come out tonight.
3: I mean, sometimes, you know what I mean? It was like that. But for the most part, I, I'm a different breed, man. I came up in a different time, different era. So it's like, you know, I'm, I'm low key now, man. I'm just low key. I, I sneak in the club and just be chilling and just watch everybody and watch how everybody function and move. You know what I'm saying? And I will just do me, man. All right,
0: I I want to take this conversation out of the club and into <laughs> current day. Life of Prodigy and Mob Deep. Mm. You guys spend a lot of time on the road. You spend a lot of time playing major festivals out, you know, globally. It's a huge deal. Uh, I was talking to Ice earlier again, and Ice was just telling me how you know he's been to festivals where you guys play, and you know, cats like Kendrick and Schoolboy Q and all these guys would be on the side of the, of the stage, you know, watching you guys like, you know, like. Like you're the idols, like the legends you are. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) like how does that make you feel? That you're you're now an elder statesman. You're treated as if you were you know a legendary jazz musician, or you know you guys are. You've earned your spot. You probably work until the day you guys die, right? And and you know that you have a strong catalog. You you've managed to to make solo albums, and there's just so much catalog that you always work, right. You know, like how 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 do you see one? How do you see when these young cats are looking at you,
3: and, and you're just like, you know, are you proud? Or are you like, dang, like I'm, I'm mad proud? Um, I'm definitely. It, it definitely makes me happy to see that. You know what I mean? It's, it's respect and love. You know, when I see other artists like Q or whoever, you know, come to the show and they watching the show, that's dope. I want to put on a good show for them because yeah. you know what I'm saying. They they watching, so I do the same thing. Like if I'm at a festival and whoever's on stage, Q, Kendrick, uh, Wiz, whoever it is, man, I, I'm a fan of music. You know what I'm saying? I'm a big fan of music. That's what kept us going this long and this far is because we fans first and we love all types of music. And we producers and we writers, so we appreciate what other artists do. So we do the same thing. We go to the show, we'll watch other people's show. We, you know, we love it. We fans, you know what I'm saying? So to see other people doing that for us. It makes me feel good, man. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. It lets me know that we doing our job. We doing something that's making people interested and wanting to see what we are doing on stage. You know what I mean? How has your
2: approach to to live performing changed over the years? You know, now that you do this and you know what's in it, and and you you roll, obviously roll probably with a smaller crew than than you did back in the day and yeah. and all that. Like, what 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 is your like sort of game plan with with performing now as compared to then?
3: Well, back then. I had the mentality of like I, I didn't really care too much. I was feeling myself. Like, I was real cocky. Like, whatever they come to the show, they better come to the show. Like, we putting out that fire. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I had that attitude. Like, but now, it's like, I see it for, I see things for what it really is from a grown man's perspective and from a mature perspective. And I want to go out there and put on a dope show because they deserve it. Because, you know, they holding us, the fans is holding us down. They the ones that's holding us up, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and supporting the music and and making us popular, you know what I mean? Because they into the music that we're making. So it was like, I wanna put on a good performance for them. I wanna give them my all, give them a thousand percent energy, you know, I want them I want them to have fun too at the same time. I want them to go home like, yo, that was mad fun. I wanna go to I'm gonna invite my other friends next time. Yo, you gotta see the Marv Deep show. We had mad fun, it was crazy. I want to make sure that they have a good experience now. Yo, you know how
0: I mean? how often do you change your setup? Are you you mm-hmm. playing the same set night after night? Cuz I was telling Marvis the other night. I was like, "Yo, do they play the uh, GOD uh, remix?"
3: Yeah, now nah, we ain't we never performed that yet. Yeah, there's just but, there's uh, so
0: much in the catalog like do you change it up? Like
3: Yeah, every few years we change it up. So, what's going on right now is we just got off the infamous anniversary of the infamous album. Right. It's been 20 years. We do, we like the number 20 because this is like a strong anniversary so it's like we just did 20 years of Infamous we just toured that for about 3 years just now mm-hmm. so coming up in uh... 17 is going to be the twenty year of Hell on Earth mm. So the whole entire show is going to get switched and um... you know we're going to be releasing the anniversary for that album you know what I mean with some new music of course but uh... Um, that's like where we're taking it right now. It's like we're doing like the anniversary thing because Mobb Deep, in our career, we put out an album every two years. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty good. It works out pretty good for us now because when the anniversary of Infamous come, boom, we drop that album, put some uh, special songs on there that wasn't on the album that didn't make the cut from back then that nobody ever heard, and also with some new songs, boom, go out there and tour the album for a few years, couple years. And then drop the next anniversary album. You know what I mean? Just keep it going like that. Mm-hmm. It makes a little bit more sense mm-hmm. to drop a project like that for us. Since we've been around for so long, it makes it a little more exciting when a project drops. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're not just dropping albums to be dropping an album. It's actually. An anniversary and it's a whole big thing of why we doing it you know what i mean
2: yeah no who holds on or who held on to all those records like the the older sessions you know because think about it back then there there was no computer no hard drive it was, wasn't quite as straightforward as it is now
3: hey, it's all it's all in storage it's all in storage all the masters and rails and dads and it's all in storage up until the year uh 98 mm-hmm. is when we switched to pro tools mm. in 98 and then um after ninety eight, everything is pro tool, everything's in the computer on the hard drive. Nice. I mean? yeah. so,
2: so who held onto it in storage was it like like Havoc just had the files or? nah
3: nah, you know, it's professional, store professional. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? Keep it in the refrigerator. You gotta keep things like that cold on ice. You know what I mean? And yeah. It's that's Dark, what it I is.
0: I imagine you're thinking like they were like in a shoebox <laughs> under a bed
3: somewhere. Nah, you gotta keep those things. Professional No, they're,
2: they're they're huge. They're huge. Uh, Reels. Yeah, it's not it's not like a small little thumb drive or something.
3: Uh, Everything was bigger back then. It's just like film. Yeah. It's just like film. Like when you shoot thirty five millimeter film for movies and stuff like that, they put it in the same storage as they do with the uh, music masters and, and the tapes. You know what I mean? It's like a refrigerated room. It got to be a certain temperature, and all that type of stuff.
2: And who had the foresight to like hold on to all of it? You know?
3: Because I mean, you know, these companies that's what they do. When you read the contracts Mm. for some of these deals, Mm. well, most of these deals, probably all of them, it has these language in there, this legal language, legalese language in there that says, we own this stuff anywhere in the universe. Mm. It says that in the contract. Right. Like, you know, whatever, whatever kind of, you know, every deal is different because every deal is negotiated different. Right. But for the most part, I would say maybe 99% of all contracts that you do when it states when it comes to ownership, it says it states we own this material anywhere in the universe. Mm. So, if if it so happens that we build a country somewhere on Mars or on the moon, they own it there too. So <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's all language in the contracts and who keeps the masters and how long they keep it for, and you know what I'm saying? It's all different, man. How you negotiate your deal
2: so now when you go about re-releasing these albums or you know commemorating the anniversary who are you going to then to to put these albums out because obviously I think you know the first label you were signed to isn't Loud Records isn't there anymore
3: yeah Loud isn't there but a lot of that stuff is confidential uh, you know uh, information like, mm. can't talk too much about that type of stuff you know what I mean that's that's behind the scenes business deals that we talk yeah Darmic man you know what, what are you prying for you can't give no, it too don't... much can't get too much information out there like that right but, right but right. um for the most part uh, I could give you this that uh, we're independent right now yeah you know um, I have a company called Infamous Records right every project that I drop comes out on my own label Mm -hmm. I own my masters Um, you know and that's what it is right now
0: it says 89.1 FM All right, here's what we're gonna do Dharmic is gonna play a little music a little set and we're gonna come
2: back it's not so much a set I, I basically you know we were getting down to the end of, of the show and uh i was doing some pre-recorded interviews just you know just to get some stuff and and i talked to this this young young guy out of minnesota named Alan kingdom so there's like a song and then it goes into like a conversation i had with with him um
0: so that's, that's what's coming right, up so that's what you're gonna hear for mm-hmm. a bit and then of course prodigy's still here we're gonna keep talking and talking and talking until the halftime show. I saw DJ Eclipse stick his head in. Yo, P, I just want to thank you again, man.
3: Hey, man, no problem, man.
0: Uh, and I, I apologize for Dharmic prying.
3: It's all good. You Dharmic know? He, has no chill. He, he's a young cat, eh? We got to show him. You know what I mean? We got to teach him. Maybe, maybe he wants to give you a record deal. You know what I mean? We're not taking those right now. though. I'll give him a deal, though.
0: Why don't you give me a deal? <laughs> Sign us up, man. All right, Dharmic, are you, are you queuing this up? All right. You're going to call us after the break. You can speak with Prodigy. That's 212-998-1818. Again, that's 212-998-1818. You can talk to Prodigy. If you don't know, you can find our show on Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, wherever podcasts are found. Uh, You you could also check, I guess, in the the next few weeks. We're going to be putting up a lot of good stuff that hasn't been heard in a while because... Uh, for whatever reason, we got this, this good interview with Sadat X. We got this thing with Ricky Powell. Uh, just a bunch of stuff that we've never put out. We got some some freestyles and whatnot. Dharmik, are you still working on that?
2: It's here. It's ready.
0: All right, Darmic. here's what we do. Thank you for listening, y'all. And pow. Yo, peoples. What up? This is 89.1 FM WNYU. I'm Peter. That's Darmic. Yes. Hold on. I wanted to press that. Yo, coming up in a half hour is the legendary halftime show. And I just got word. I didn't know this, Darmic. Yeah. That Stretch and Bobito are coming. Legendary. Here. Full circle. Legendary. That's crazy. Prodigy's still here. Yo, are you in the Stretch and Bob movie? Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know. Eclipse, you've seen the film. Yeah, I don't
1: recall though. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, I don't think he's in there as a as a new interviewed guest, but there's a lot of footage, random footage, footages, people that kind of stop by at the station. I stuff. ain't
3: see it yet. We was we was out the country when it came out, so I got to check it out. So they got
1: the premiere tomorrow night.
3: Did okay. you have it go up to Stretch and Bobby Show often? Oh, man, they, it helped start our career. Yeah, it was like one of the first ones to play our music, and a lot of other people. Hey
0: yeah, man, I I think it's great now that you know. This is there's this films being made and it's a document, you know people could reference forever You know and
3: man, you got to know where you come from man get to where you going Yeah, man Dharmic have you seen the film yet?
2: I didn't get a chance to see it because when they were doing the screening in Central Park, I was in Boston
0: Yeah, I left before the film came on not cuz I didn't (laughs) want to watch it but because I sat through all these rap groups all day and I was mad excited, but it was hot
2: should have gone later to actually I know, catch the but thing.
0: yo, I wanted to see. There's so many good people playing. Like man, like Eric O. C. was there. And oh uh, man, I haven't Farrell seen O.C. in a couple years. Pharaoh killed it more. I you were telling he, me he's he's so nasty. With it, man. dope. Farrell's dope. One of the
3: greatest ever. Ever. An- another ever, queen. Ever.
2: Another queen's
0: queen's yeah. legend.
3: Pharaoh like my family, damn near man. We got we got very close friends in common.
0: Do you, do you hang out do you hang out with other rappers or you Or nah like are you yeah. like yo I'm cooking a casserole at the uh, house rappers you, you want come through
3: I mean, me and Tech about to get up tonight
0: no way yeah so,
3: S- Smith and Wesson Tech yeah so we hang out sometimes in the club we be chilling popping yeah. some bottles chilling Yo, tech and steel
0: are the nicest they're so nice like they've been up here we did like um this thing is called you must learn where we to pick an album and we go through the entire album and tech and steel did it we also did one with uh jay rue that's it but tech and steel were so they were so cool you yeah. were
3: real chill well cool. you know we, we, we were cool with, like little dap malachi group home mm-hmm. like those are like our friends that we came up with we'd be in this, they was with us when we made the whole infamous album. Like, you know, what I mean, it was really? in the studio with us every night. Wow. Nah. Who
2: would have known? Who would have known that?
3: Nah. Well, unless you ask, you would
0: never know. You wouldn't. Yo, is there any one album that you've done in particular that you like better than the others? Yeah, even parents have That's their hard. favorite
3: son or daughter. That's hard. That's how I compare it to those. Are our kids, we gave birth to those albums, so it's like it's hard to pick a favorite child. But um, I don't know. Nah, it's hard. I, I can't even do it. Um, Hell on Earth Hell is on it? Earth is one of my favorites Hell on Earth is definitely one of the, the darker it was albums like a turning, It was like a turning point Yeah. in our life in our music and in our life because it was just so much things that happened while we were making that album you know what I mean And uh,
0: Favorite we, track off that album?
3: A lot of growing up we went through yeah. In that album and I don't know, favorite track maybe like Extortion mm. with Method Man How old were you then? Twenty. We was about twenty. You were about twenty. Yeah, about Dang, twenty. Dang, you guys started mad young, man. man. Wow. Yeah, yeah.
2: You were you were younger then than, than I am now. Just is...
3: yeah, we was a little wild dudes, man. <laughs> Having a lot of fun making our music and we were just experimenting. Everything was just experimenting and creating. You know what I mean? Like we were creating a sound. You know what I'm saying? And the whole style, like just being ourselves
0: yeah that's important i mean again that these these albums are still putting food on the table today which says a lot about these albums like mm-hmm. you're still touring off of these albums. people want to hear the music oh, people man. who weren't there to experience a mob show then yeah come I'm, now and it's we're gonna, like,
3: we're gonna make sure that they understand that though because even us we looking at it you know like like wow we just did, you know, like I was saying it before about the anniversaries. We just did the 20th for infamous. Mm-hmm. We about to do the 20th for Hell on Earth, and then after that we got the 20th for Murder Music, 20th mm-hmm. H and see Like it's just gonna keep going. Like you know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. stop. It can go for as long as we choose to. It's
2: he, like it's like a second wind of a career,
3: basically. You did a song with Kanye, right? Yeah. Yeah. He he produced. Was that off A couple of, of songs for us. Was the, that during uh, the G Unit days? On the America's Nightmare album. Kanye produced some s- stuff for I us. I think
2: that's pre G Unit,
3: right? Yeah, that's before G Unit. Uh, was that
2: like when he was trying to. Uh, was That, that was in was, the
3: beginning of his career. Yeah. Like right before he got signed in Rockefeller.
0: Wow. Or, Did you know? I mean, as an artist, do you know when you cross paths with people? Are you like, yo, this guy's going to be big someday? Or are you just too.
3: We used to see Kanye in the studio, man. He used to be like hanging out. A soundtrack while we was working on murder music he would be like hanging out in the hallway like ear hustling you know what i mean and we used to be like who's this dude in the hallway like and it was him it ended up being him like oh wow i remember him like <laughs> Yo,
0: because there, you know there's so many people in so many hallways and so many corners in the city trying to give you their music hey. And you know, there's not obviously not many Kanye's. There's none. There's none. No. There's
3: none for before,
0: before him. None to come. You
3: know what? You know what made what made me realize he was a great artist mm. when he made the song um, with him and T-Pain. I think it was I. Good t- life. The I'm the young well, hands up in the sky. Good life. Yeah. I was like, yo, this dude right here. The one he had with Jamie Foxx a little bit before that mm-hmm. was dope. But that song right there made me realize, oh, he's ill. And he's going to be here for a while. And he became my, Kanye's one of my favorite rappers. All the rappers in the game, Mm -hmm. he's up there like top five.
0: Yeah. Is he like, for you, is he like in like the KRS-One stratosphere and like the Cool G
3: rap? Like he's like that high up on the list? He's more like, he's more of a me. Yeah. He's like a a rebellious, Kanye say what's on his mind and he don't care. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? When he rap, you can hear it. Like, he just, he's being real. Like, he's not, he's, oh, he's not a fake person. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You could tell he's really spilling his soul on the page, how he really feel. Like, that's what attracts me to his music. Like, you know what I mean? And that's what make me put him up there as one of the greats. Because he speaks his mind. And he's very, very talented. Very creative with it. Like, you know what I mean?
0: Do you I, see him at all?
3: Uh, nah. Nah? Not much, but, um... Yeah, it, you know it's some things happening. We are gonna keep that under the wraps though. Mm. But uh, yeah, Kanye is dope, man. And um, when I was locked up, he put out the project "Beautiful Dog Twisted Fantasy." Yeah, yeah. that's one of my favorite rap albums of, of, of all,
2: all time. time. Yeah, that's an amazing album of all time.
3: For real, that's like Darmic, man.
0: We talk about this a lot. Mm-hmm. That is my one of my favorite albums across any genre. That, oh, I of put all that time. up there like. Anything. B- the Beatles' Magical Mystery hey, Tour. Or anything. Or anything.
3: Anything. Anything. Mm-hmm. A lot of people hate on Kanye. They don't like his attitude. They don't like his cockiness, how he talks. You know what I mean? But that's how you get that man. Yeah. That's how. Listen, this is what hip hop and rock and roll is all about. Yeah, it's rebellious music. It's yeah. rebellious people. Like we um, get a chance to speak out and be ourselves and rebel. Like, and that's what Kanye embodies. That. You know making a statement. Right. Mm-hmm. Regardless if you like it or not. Yo, yeah. speaking of statements,
0: a Young Cat yesterday went on the uh, late night with uh, Stephen Colbert. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had been here before, Darmek. I need you to to fill our audience in on, on what I'm talking about and what happened last night.
2: Well, I didn't get to watch the uh, the performance, but uh, this this guy by the name of Rory. Um, yes. who Well, I, I was actually with this weekend, interestingly enough. But uh, Rory's dope. Yeah, Rory's really dope. Um, so he he went on Stephen Colbert, and he was wearing. Uh, A T-shirt, a Mexican
0: jersey, a Mexican soccer jersey with the name Trump Trump. across the back of the jersey, Uh, striked out. Yes, crossed out on the back. Now, who was the guest last night on the show? Donald Donald Trump. Trump. Wow, he did it in front of Donald Trump. So we talk about rebellious rap. Yeah dude he's he, a young
2: kid he's like 19 years old yo, he's those great. yeah he's statements. yeah he was
0: up here early when we, we
3: had him he around this time last very, year very
0: very nice nice
3: kid rory still, is dope yo
2: still a nice kid to these day i was uh was in this uh he was doing something in the studio and i happened to go up there and and just chop it up with him for a little bit still still a real yo, so nice that, kid
0: that statement he made
3: yesterday mm-hmm. i'll vote i'll vote for rory for trump Any. Anyway. <laughs> amen any day, it Donald may. Trump,
0: someone who has really deep roots in Queens, though, it's crazy that that as that sounds, that you dislike Trump so much that you wouldn't even vote for him. But he's a Queens cat,
3: that's cool and everything. But now, I'm voting for Rory,
0: <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, I'm you here. heard it here
3: first. So if Rory I'm voting v- for Kanye, <laughs> I already he, heard he was running. <laughs> yeah, next uh, next go around, yes, yeah, you should run too. We should all run. nah i want to get into politics man my past is too dirty you know what i'm saying they like to dig up a lot of dirt so i i'd rather just you know uh be a commentator and you know what i'm saying i'd rather give the politics a hard time i'll make their job hard for them you know what i'm saying
2: darwin do you think trump's gonna win no i i would be surprised if he made it out of the republican field but the i think it's because the republican field is so bad that he's able to stay on i mean the presidential election right now really sounds like a, a messed-up reality TV show. Like, I really think next year they're all going to live in the same house together, all these Republicans, and, and do some <laughs> sort of, like, Big Brother-type show. Or you something.
3: said right now it's been like that from the beginning.
2: Oh, for sure. But, like, <laughs> you know, they, they don't, they're they not even presenting one person. It's like 20 jokes yeah. on stage, you know? Yeah, but no, really no, nobody
0: is more entertaining to watch than Donald Trump. Come on. Let, let's call a spade a spade. That guy is very... You don't have to like what he's saying, and most people don't like what he's saying. Unless right. you're some, you know, redneck down south somewhere, Trump. or you're crazy. But yo, he, he got—he's the king
3: of the one-liners, man. He... Trump, 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 dog. Fix your head, dude. <laughs> you got a lot of bread. Fix your hair, piece, dog. <laughs> the funniest thing about it was out the, here looking crazy. That his Queens. hair is real. You the... From Queens, come on, <laughs> man. Fix that didn't his uh did,
0: correct me if i'm wrong we could run a fact check didn't his father build Lefrak city
2: did his father
0: really
3: i heard his parents was involved with a lot of stuff and that's where he get a lot of his money and power from fred, i the, don't
0: know though the great fred trump who you know who pretty much set the donald up for for life so there you go interesting i didn't all know right that. well he's not getting our votes here i just had to nope. bring it up because we were just talking about rebelling and rap and you know what if you ever get a chance Prodigy to go on a Late Night with
3: Stephen Colbert I hope you make the biggest political statement and oh, put man.
0: put your middle finger in the air to
3: something oh man I will you know I will man I, I, I like Colbert he's dope he got a dope show yeah do you know him nah never met him I always assume that you
0: celebrities all know each other <laughs> Like you just know,
3: eventually it will happen. Because a person like me, I stay consistent. I'm staying in the game, so you're gonna see me eventually. So we'll meet eventually. It just didn't happen yet. Nice, yo two one two
0: nine nine eight one eight one eight. Yo, if you want to talk to Prodigy, you could call us. You were just kind of chilling. I'm excited that Stretch and Bob are coming in. I'm excited that Dharmic's here. He kind of fixed his microphone. Next week is our last show up here in yes. WMYU before we move on to bigger wow. and better things. But it's been such a great run here. We've had so many people come up.
3: How long y'all been on? Uh,
0: darmic has been on tw- 40 years. I've been on with Dharmik like a year and a half.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've been here for like three. three yeah, years.
0: that's true. Three years. That's three what's years. up, man. But we, I've been here for like a year and a half. Look who just walked in. Come, come in. We're going to have to. Uh, all right. Oh, wow. I, I don't I don't want to steal any thunder from Eclipse, but I just want you to say hello to our smaller audience. Stretch, please. Ah. Yo, look at that fool. Stretch, this is crazy. For the old stretch, boy. stretch, stretch. <laughs> Can I curse? You could say the F word for 40 minutes. Nah. Nah.
1: What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Stretch. stretch. The reunion. That's Do you, you guys man, know right each there. other? Yeah. <laughs> this guy since he was a teenager. Stop playing. I think I was a teenager
0: too. <laughs> oh We'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. No stranger to uh, FM radio. Or college one, radio. Yeah, the, one of the greats. One of the originators of what, why college radio is so important. Which means that the other half of the great is out there, the great Barbito Garcia. Stretching is, Barbito is in your
3: area. They introduce Mob Deep to our fans they probably was the ones that introduced us on radio if I remember correctly there was nobody else playing our music on the radio but them so thank you to them a lot we love y'all
1: no problem. <laughs> look at that. <laughs> the ghost. No, the ghost. come on. They, they made undeniably, ridiculously incredible music. World. And, yo, I listen to those records now, and they they hold up crazy.
0: Oh, Amen. Oh, man. I'll be back.
2: <laughs> so yeah, they really do. They really do. Look at,
0: yo, this is cra- now. Now Eclipse is walking no, in. was like, I got it. Yeah, I'm, like, having, like, the teenage me right now is just, like, damn. Like, Prodigy sitting in front of me. Stretches out there although stretches is wearing the tightest pants i've ever done seen <laughs> like ever
3: i like the fact that we all got the distinguished grays popping like, oh yeah you know what i'm saying Ain't nobody <laughs> using that just for men and like that you know what I'm
0: nope yeah this, this is
3: proud right here right. yeah oh, geez
0: kid. Yo, as a matter of fact I, my beard every day has gone grayer and grayer and i i i was in i was in the, the right A today and I, wa- that I walked down the aisle when I saw the beard uh, the beard uh yeah, that ink, stuff. whatever it's called yeah,
3: the spray paint
0: right next to the the Rogaine which I probably need too because I, I went bald a while ago um, and but yeah I, I've considered fixing my beard because it's great nah man don't do that Nah.
2: His alternative is to go clean shaven so that people don't catch the scruff.
0: Yeah, but the thing about stretch, he he has the the looks of a model. So that that <laughs>
3: that gray hair just makes him look. That's the distinguished look. You know what I'm saying? That's why. That's why is, that's you, know? you
1: got to catch our, our film so you could see my very unmodelly looks in the '90s when I looked absolutely. Bo- see, we live in a time now where you know there's going to be a camera everywhere you go because everybody's got a camera. When we did radio in the '90s we never expected cameras so when someone when someone came by with a the camera they caught some really bad looks <laughs> and i was probably one of the chief violators of looking horrible on a thursday night
0: but bad now bad fashion
1: bad hair bad glasses everything
0: so what happened now uh, i i know you have a big interview with eclipse going on. you're about to go tour the world as this celebrity a filmmaker and star of a film about your life and, and your thing you look really good. Like, are you ready for the time shoot and all this stuff? Like, you you you've trained for it. Right? You're in shape. Thanks, Peter. I'll see you later. See see that? <laughs> see, th- there's a reason he's he's making film. Like, this guy looks like he would hang out with uh, Martin Scorsese on the weekends. He really does. Amazing life he has. This is an Esquire Network, bro. What's going on here? This is Esquire. Stop it. Hip hop is Esquire. Peter Esquire. Peter Esquire. Okay. I can't believe Stretch Armstrong just, just keeps walking just in keep, and out just, of the studio. Just keeps
2: like, yeah, that's, that happened.
0: This is normal. This mm-hmm. is so normal. All right, let's, let's not take the attention away from uh, Prodigy. Oh. I'm going
3: to tell you like this. There's a lot of rappers using Just For me. <laughs> I'll tell you like this, man So the, when you see the ones That's rocking it, rocking it You know what I'm saying? With the graves, man Respect that man Yo, yeah. you Yo, Pete You keep in
0: shape as well, man Like, we, we've one thing we've done up here a lot that people don't talk about, and I'm the serious. No, I'm going to take it back to serious. We've speaking about uh, obesity, mm-hmm. and we've had a rough few years losing a lot of lot of legends in in our world mm-hmm. due to you know poor health. And you, as you get older, you you look like you still work out. Yeah, I definitely work out every day. Yeah, every
3: day. How many push ups you could do? Oh man, right now on the spot, probably fifty real quick. That's crazy. Is that what you do in prison? That's light, you just do push-ups? That's, that's light work. You know what I mean? Other people could do way more than me, but I do it at my pace, and I'm I'm happy with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm happy with lot. what I could do.
2: I, I remember you talking after you, you, you got out of prison how that was really a, a wake-up call for you in terms of how to you know maintain your health. Yeah, I mean, forward. you know, I want to live,
3: man. You know what I'm saying? If you want to live, you got to take care of yourself. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I do. I, I destroyed my body for many years, man destroyed myself was just ODing on myself like you know what I mean so you know as I got older and more mature you know I realized you gotta take care of yourself if you wanna live man stick around for a little while man you might learn something
0: yo wise words from Prodigy yo while why we still have the time we got about 11 minutes left mm-hmm. there's a friend of ours his name is uh, Ev he runs this uh, website it's called, It calls it Up North Trips are you familiar with that? I'm familiar with his pictures
3: Right, yeah cause, i've cause, seen a lot of the, the photos on instagram and tumblr and websites and whatnot
0: i was texting with him earlier i was like yeah i got i got project here i'm
3: gonna ask him if he knows of, of your your movement online i'm definitely familiar with him. yeah he's a, head, huge head. Huge they, yeah, a huge fan yeah man huge fan i reposted some of his stuff on my instagram nice Well, my people that run my instagram yeah
0: lot, a lot of people biting his style now there's a lot of but that's good i mean i i love anything you know anyone who's who just keeps the memories alive and like Darmic said earlier, kind of school the young folks who, who may have missed
3: out. Yeah, man, it's good to, to have people that know and that put it out there. You know what I mean? Those are the good ones. We need those people.
0: Yeah, I mean, you guys, Darn, your generation has a really good today because yeah. everything, like we were saying earlier, everything is documented, you know, everything wasn't documented back then. There were photographers out there, you know, like Suquan, and just people out there, but it wasn't the way, everybody wasn't a photographer.
2: And that's why I was asking about the the files from the old albums. Like, not everybody was even thinking about like keeping everything. We know, know? Dharmic,
0: they're in the cooler.
3: Those companies, they were thinking like, I told you, they had anywhere in the universe. This is in the 70s, 60s, the jazz artists. It said the same thing in their contract. This is how far they think into the future.
2: In the moment when you're when you're just just living in it, you just forget, and and I think it's it's uh it's really cool that you're able to keep your legacy alive that way.
3: Yeah, man, it's it's definitely there, man. And and um as an artist, no matter who you are, from the Rory's to the Mob Deeps to the Kendricks, whoever you are, it's it's important to learn how to you know control your your product—that's your intellectual property. Yo,
0: P, real, real quick. Did you keep any flyers by any chance? <laughs> i like any, uh... I
3: tell you this: my, my mom's got everything. Oh. Yo, really, my mom's got everything. You may want
0: to speak with Stretch Armstrong. He's working on this great flyer book. Oh, is he? Yeah, we—he's been collecting flyers from everyone. So that's dope. Yeah, if you want to contribute, man, we'll we'll
3: take good care of that. Yeah, I got a flyer for him. I got a flyer. Come on, man. I got a flyer for my thug.
0: <laughs> so you kept all that stuff?
3: My mom's got everything though. She got a whole chest full of mob deep magazines, flyers, stickers, posters, interviews. Do you ever everything. think of digitizing that stuff? Yeah, I always tell her, let me give me some. A little at a time I do a little it, at a time. She got a lot of stuff. So a little at a time I take it, I scan it, put it the computer. A little at a time. I got a lot more to do though.
0: Yeah, well, like I said, any flyers, please send them stretches away. Anything like ninety stuff like good. Good show stuff and whatnot,
3: it yeah, definitely will do. There
0: you go, darming. That's amazing. See, I managed to do that without plugging myself. <laughs> I'm getting so good at this. I told you, you just did it right now. Whoa. Whoops, okay. <laughs> all right, whatever, dude. We're on the radio. Okay, there's a book coming out of uh, all this like flyers and stuff. You may want to check it out. That's yeah,
2: all. it's a big, big update today. So, that's that's promising. It's great.
0: So, Prodigy, after this, you, you leave and you
3: go, you meet tech. Yeah, I'm going to kick it with Tech real quick. So that's the homie. He's been a homie for years, man, and still. You know, um, rest of peace, Sean Price, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a good dude. Incredible. Incredible with the lyrics. Yeah. I was, um, I'm was, i definitely happy that I had a chance to, you know, kick it with him and, uh, you know, even rap with him in a cypher before. Like, you know, this is a terrible loss. And um, we've, been, we've been cool with, you know, their whole team since the beginning. Like with Black Moon and Mob Deep, like, yeah, y'all go back. Basically, time. came up around the same time. Yeah, well, the the, the
0: similarities and the sound, mm-hmm. the era, it's like, yo, man, the I mean, you guys, uh, I think are the best. I mean, I I go back and I listen, obviously, to the woo and I, but I go back and I listen to Mob Deep albums. Mm-hmm. I go back and listen to anything for Black
3: Moon. Yeah, always Smith and Wesson. Like that's in my, that's free, in my what free time when I'm alone. I play Black Moon stuff, you know what I mean? I play Smith & Wesson stuff, Wu-Tang. Like, I play, you know, certain things from my era that I was raised in, the group yeah. home, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. gangsta. certain things I just always go back to.
0: Yeah, I know a very pretty famous rapper that you also know that's going to remain nameless right now, who all he listens to is, like, 90s R&B stuff in and, and mm. his free time.
3: Yeah, yeah, 90s R&B, like the 90s was hitting, was, was hitting man, come on. Yo,
0: tell me guys. you weren't rubbing up against a pretty young thing when you were listening to Jodeci in some house party.
3: Let me tell you, Mary J. Blas, mm-hmm. Jodeci, Faith gave the gangsters the open door to play R&B. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's- they had to, you know, Diddy, man, going back to Diddy once, mm-hmm. once again. Yep. Pushing the culture forward, mixing the hip-hop with the R&B. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. that was dope that he did that.
0: That Come and Talk to Me record back in the day, and then they came out with the remix of Jodeci. I ain't going front.
3: He got that. I ain't going front. He got that from the mixtapes, though, from back in the days. Like That it know, comes oh, from, yeah. like, the Ron Gs and whatnot? Yeah, Ron G, K. Capri, they was doing that on you know, their mixtapes. You know what I mean? Do and all mm-hmm. of that. You know what I mean? That's where it come from. But he made it mainstream and put it with Mary and put it with Faith and Jodeci. Like, that's what gave... You know, the gangsters and the Gs, the drug dealers, you know, the little hooligans. Now we was able to play Mm R&B in our cars and on the block. Because of that, it had the hip-hop beats to it. That still lives today.
0: Yes. I mean, there's a a cat I'm sure you know, Emil, Emil Haney. Emil, basically, he made a last of Del Rey record. And I listened to it, and I, I went up to him. I was like, yo, this reminds me of What's the 411. And he's like, you're the only person that brought that up to me. And he's like that's what i was thinking when i made this album the way he programs his drums big drums rap sounds obviously meal comes from from a rap right. background mm-hmm.
2: on an even more direct level there was uh the mac wild's album from a couple years ago yeah, that that paid homage to thing. to you guys directly and other have, groups from that day
3: have helped him make that you know mm-hmm. what i mean um you got a lot of these artists man drakes and uh you know the big sean's chris brown's they Incorporating '90s R&B mm-hmm. with the new music, and they, you know you can hear it, mm-hmm. putting it in there, flipping it, flipping the old school Jodeci's and the, the guys. You know what I mean? Like that's what it is. The '90s is popping, man. You know it was saying? like yeah, it he, is what it is. Like
0: yeah, even indie indie rock groups, man. Now they're taking it back to like trip hop. There's like big drums. It's, mm-hmm. it's all rap. Even the go.
3: fashion, not even just the music. The yep. fashion, the slang, just everything about it, man. It's just so. It was just. It was just. You know. It is what it is, man. It, it never come back. We in 2015 now. Like so. You just gotta enjoy it and. Speaking you know of I mean? fashion, I'm, Appreciate
0: I'm, yo, P, I'm happy you walked in here and, and you're dressed like, a, I would expect, expect a rapper to dress. <laughs> There's some guys a in here. Dress code. I, I've had to break down some, some styles in here, Darman, you know. I, yes. I always point out to the young kids how, how tight their pants are.
3: Oh man, I got Tim's on, there. I keep the Tim's on. So. Look at this.
2: It's, it is, it's <laughs> oh, September, my, it's done. My shirt mad
0: wrinkled, you know what I'm saying? I ain't, I ain't much. You know. Wait, you're wearing a Supreme belt
3: no, no, Supreme. Is that, uh, got you got Supreme got going a on. Supreme in there. That's the homie. <laughs> All
0: right. So I want to thank everybody. So coming up, Dharmic, was uh, the halftime show. Yes, it's the halftime show. And as you've heard over the last couple of
2: uh, minutes here, uh, the two got greatest. The originators of, of college radio and hip hop. The greatest. Yes. pioneers, Stretch Armstrong and Bobito. History. Garcia, yes. history
3: in the making yes we still making history too of course we ain't done mm-hmm. Nah, we ain't done yo nope yeah Easy. don't sleep yo don't go to sleep I'm, I'm gonna wake your ass up real quick
0: yo prodigy where where can people find you where's your next tour
3: you can check us out check this out this is what I, this is what I always tell people man right go to google and type in mob deep Bang. You're going to see that everything simple. Instagram, Facebook, where the tours at? at. Like, it's all right there. We're in 2015, man. It's so simple. Everything is on Google. Go to Google, Google me, Shorty.
2: <laughs> you don't even, <laughs> these days, you don't even have to go to Google.com. Can you
3: say, like, the B word on the radio right here? Technically, yeah. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yes. It's a dog, right? Like, a bitch is a female dog. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: and I also, it. I got a friend named Richard, but we call him Dick. So, Google you know, me. Bitch. that's what happens. <laughs> There you go. Darmic, have you even... spoken to Dick today? Did he call? <laughs> no? Nah. I don't know who you're talking about. Richard. Actually. Yeah, he's a good guy. Okay.
3: Yo, y'all so lucky to have that nowadays, too, man. You better appreciate that Google. Yeah. Because we ain't had that coming up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we ain't had that, yo. We I, had to grind, yo, and put footwork, yo. I want to thank Prodigy,
0: the legendary Prodigy of Mob Deep. This is our second-to-last show here. Yes. You kept your word, because I ran into you a while back. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you kept your word. I'm and good, I'm, good. I'm so happy that you made me.